Hi, my name is Christian. I'm co-founder of Detox, a risk tech company for the commercial real estate business. And welcome back to our risk tech talks. The last sessions and videos, we talked quite a lot about how to derive market data how to see market developments and especially how to detect uh, when markets are changing or market behaviors are changing. So when you want to hear more about this, just refer to our last risk tech talks and our last videos and to add a practical value on all this. Today I want to demonstrate how you can combine all this in one single application. And to do this, we first drive you through a more conventional risk management approach and then we take uh, the path through an advanced predictive analytics tools, see how this uh, compares to each other and see the advantages of, uh, of the predictive analytics tools. So now we open the application, the risk application, and um, let's see which markets we are in. Uh, we are taking care for an investment in the Vienna office prime market. Uh, here's the, the network of this uh, Vienna office prime market. You see the, the blue points and the connection to the Frankfurt market, which uh, implements a lot of cluster risk behavior in the analytics. But um, also this we talked last time, so I don't want to, to go into much more, more detail. What is interesting for us is uh, how the Vienna market is currently uh, developing. Here you have an overview of uh, the uh, current market developments. So what we see is that uh, prime office rents are around 25.5 euros per square meters a month. We have a vacancy rate of 4.2% and an investment yield uh, of 3% and as of the end of last year, as of the end of the year 2020. Uh, we also can check the market developments as from 2005 uh, in the graphs below and this gives us an indication where the market stands, how they develop and how we can implement this in our, our risk management tools. So let's prepare for an investment project in this uh, prime office market. So let's assume we have an uh, investment asset which we would like to purchase which has around uh, 28,500 square meters of office space and 1,500 square meters of retail space. We have 250 parking lots. Uh, the vacancy of the asset is currently uh, 5%. Market rent level at the moment at least for office at uh, 25.5 euros. Parking lot is 150 euros per lot and month. Uh, we have an average rent term of three years in the, in the uh, project and uh, we expect in this scenario that the office rent will rise uh, to 26.5 euros. So we expect a certain increase in the rent level of the project after the average rent term. How does our investment framework look like? So we have an investment period of five years. Investment yield, as I said, is 3% per year. There are no deductions from purchase prices and we expect an exit yield after five years of about 2.5%. And uh, our stakeholder asked us for a minimum equity yield of 8%. 8%.
The debt funding structure looks like that we just take out a senior loan, senior banking loan on annuity basis. We are heading for a 70% leverage with a margin of 2.5% uh, and the repayment schedule of uh, 40 years with a balloon repayment after the five years of, of the investment term. So let's see what the cash flow tells us in a more traditional way. In fact, in a more traditional approach, you would do these cash flow calculations in an Excel file, but we already implemented this here in, um, in this application so that we have a better overview of the traditional approach compared to the advanced predictive analytics approach. So here once more are the key data of the investment and of the asset as we just implemented them. Here is the debt funding structure, so 70% leverage with a 40 years repayment on annuity basis, and here is our uh, cash flow statement. Uh, what we are interested in is what kind of equity yield we can expect after five years of investment term, and based on our input, we expect an equity yield of around 11.5% per year for this asset for an investment term of five years. But this was more an uh, optimistic scenario as on the one hand we expect a further decrease of the uh, market yields in those five years. So we are going down from 3% as it is right now to an expectation of 2.5% in, in five years. And we are doing the exit of the investment. And we also expect that our office rent will increase from 25.5 euros per square meter in month to uh, 26.5 euros per square meter. And all this based on the debt funding structure, we expect an equity yield of 11.5% per year, which is clearly above the minimum equity yield our stakeholders ask us for, which was around 8%. So let's do a, a more pessimistic scenario. Uh, I would say is that we cannot expect an increase in the office rent. So we are, uh, we take into account that the office rent will stay the same, maybe slightly decreased to, so let's say, 25 euros. And especially that uh, we don't have this further sharp decrease of, of investment yields during those five years. So what we expect is, uh, for example, that uh, the exit yield is just going down to 2.8%. Let's cut it there and see what our cash flow tells us. With this pessimistic scenario, we have an equity yield of uh, 2% per year, which is clearly below the requested minimum equity yield by our stakeholders. So we have two scenarios here, one optimistic scenario, which gave us 11.5%, and one more pessimistic scenario, which gave us an equity yield of around 2% per year. We can also try to, to increase our equity yield in both scenarios by, uh, for example, increasing the um, debt leverage from 70 to 80%. And we also could increase our equity yield or our expected equity yield from 11.5% to now 15%. And the pessimistic scenario, we, we stay with those 2%. So the increase in leverage is, uh, is not really really helping us but what we see is when we talk about service coverage ratios for our senior loan taking into account that we have 
this leverage of 80%, our debt service coverage ratio for the senior loan is quite low. So we cannot, we are not earning this. Uh, so our cash flow, our running cash flow is quite too low to earn this. So let's see how this, uh, this works out for us in the optimistic scenario. When we decrease the leverage quite significantly and put it, let's say, to 25% to 25% leverage. So we have an equity, an expected equity yield of six uh, percent, and uh, quite a cushion in in terms of uh, service coverage ratios, which, as you can see, are all above two point three. So I think uh, a more realistic scenario here in this optimistic scenario is that we move up with the with the leverage to forty percent, match our required minimum equity yield. So indeed the, the uh, equity yield is expected to be around 7.2% which is um, a bit below the, the minimum requested yield and we still have a quite nice cushion for our debt service coverage ratios with respect to the, to the debt funding structure. What we did here now is a pure traditional approach. So we um, put in, we did our project input, we did our investment framework input, uh, defined our debt funding structure and especially we put in our subjective expectations on how, on how certain market parameters will develop. In this case we had an opinion on the, on the, on the office rent level and we had an opinion on the, on the development of the, of the investment year. But this was more a subjective opinion respectively. We had a look at the latest market data and derived our subjective opinion on how things could further go on. And then of course, as we cannot know for sure how the future development will look like in this market, we also did some pessimistic market scenarios to see how things work out when, when the market is not moving in our favor. And in this case, we reduced the office rent level a bit and we said the yield development will be not as steep as it was in the recent uh, past. And we saw that the equity yield went down from 11.5, respectively 15%, down to, to just 2%. But what, what is important here to say is, first of all, our expectations are just subjective. This is what we expect the market is doing. And we have now two or three scenarios. One is more optimistic, one is more pessimistic, and the same. We just changed the debt funding structure in order to see how we can improve things or how things can, can get worse. But how do we know uh, what is a more realistic scenario? Is the optimistic scenario more realistic than the pessimistic scenario? Or is it vice versa? So there is no clear picture which kind of scenario is, uh, is, is, has more chances to materialize. And I think this is the most decisive disadvantage of traditional risk management approaches that you don't have this connection between market data or uh, potential market developments and your portfolio data. So all what you put in are subjective expectations about future developments and even if you do this you are limited to one, two, three or four scenarios where you try to, to adapt uh, certain market or project parameters in order to see how things could work out but there is no clear picture of which kind of scenario is, is the most probable one, which kind of scenario is totally out of any scope 
and uh, what you really could expect. And here, uh, those uh, advanced predictive analytics tools are, are coming, coming in quite heavily. And we will show you now how this uh, picture changes when you, when you use those advanced methods. So again, we do our project input. We have this, uh, we keep all the same as we are anyway in the optimistic scenario. So we have 28,500 square meters of office space at 25.5 euros per square meters in month. We have an average rent term of three years. Our investment yield is 3%, expected exit yield will be around 2.5%, minimum equity yield required is 8%, and we have our uh, debt funding scenario with a senior loan on an annuity basis. We put it up to a leverage of 70% with the repayment structure of 40 years and a margin of 2.5%. So, as you remember, we had this uh, expect based on this scenario, we had an expected equity yield of 11.5% per year in the traditional risk management approach. So, let's see what our advanced methods are telling us. So, we keep a bit time for simulation, and now here you have it. And uh, what we did here, we put two risk parameters in the first is uh, the equity yield risk. And the second thing is how the funds from operating are doing during those investment term of five years. In other words, is the risk of a liquidity gap in the project during those five years without taking the, um, any exit price into account. And once more, this is just an example where we took out two risk parameters to see how they develop. But in effect, uh, whatever decision maker has in mind or wants to know, you can implement here and uh, adapt the whole module quite easily and quite fast in order to meet the expectations of the decision maker. So the grid of performance and risk parameters can be heavily expanded uh, in order to meet the necessities or the requirements of decision makers in a real estate company. So what we have here, and this you see on the, on the left upper part of, the, of this site, is that the calculated initial equity yield of 11.5%, the risk that you're not achieving this based on current market developments, based on current market dynamics, is an incredible 97%. So there's almost no chance that you will achieve this 11.5% equity yield we initially calculated based on the more traditional approaches. And as we said there, it, it's an optimistic approach, but as the advanced methods tell us, this optimistic approach is by no way a quite probable way of, of seeing this project. Also, the risks of not achieving the minimum equity yield is also high, um, amounts to around 93%. And what is more important is that the, um, the risk of realizing a loss with this project, at this uh, investment framework, is uh, also quite high with, uh, with close to 61%. So as you see in this red part here, this is the risk of loss, uh, the risk of a ne negative equity yield, uh, which you could experience with this investment. And uh, this risk is quite high with uh, 60, 61%. The risk of loss, which is bigger than 10% of the equity invested is up to 5%.
not so much anymore, but still um, this would be quite a heavy event for the, for the company to experience a loss of more than 10% of the equity which it invested in, in the project. How about the running liquidity? The risk of realizing a liquidity gap based on the investment framework and based on the debt funding framework is also a significant 52%. You can see it here, 52%, things are below zero. And you see it here in the graph on the, the red part that the risk of, of experience, experiencing a liquidity gap is, is uh, more than 50%. Okay, let's see what the pessimistic scenario tells us or what we call pessimis pessimistic scenario in the traditional approach. Uh, so, we so we say we do expect a slight decrease of the rent level to 25%. Our exit yield will be around 2.8% and we keep the leverage uh, to 70%. So in the traditional approach, the expected equity yield is down from 11.5% to 2%. But in our advanced approach, uh, nothing changes because the, the, our subjective expectations, what could happen in the market are not implemented in these advanced approaches because uh, the advanced approach does not depend on us to have an opinion on future market developments. It already incorporates those dynamics in the simulation and this is exactly what I meant before. With uh, advanced predictive analytic tools you have this smooth connection between external market data and internal portfolio data. And whatever your subjective expectations are, this does not change the way the data-driven approach sees things or, or simulates things. And we have our scenarios here, which still says that uh, the risk that we don't achieve this, uh, this initially calculated equity yield of 2% is now 70%. But still, uh, the risk of loss is 60%. And the risk that we don't achieve our minimum required equity yield is still 93%. And the same is true for the uh, running liquidity risk. The risk of uh, having a liquidity gap in this project is still 52%. This is quite important. You see, in a traditional approach, you would try to get over certain obstacles by trying certain scenarios and see what fits more to you or what fits more to your expectation. In this advanced approach, the system simply doesn't care about your personal expectations. It just takes what the market tells it, incorporates this in a calculation or simulation of what you have and gives you an objectivized, very transparent uh, opinion on what could happen in the market and how does this impact your portfolio or your project. And all this on a quantified basis and quantified basis means that you, on any scenario, you have a certain probability. How are the chances that this scenario can happen? So in our case, the chances of a liquidity loss or a liquidity gap in the project is quite high with over 50%. And this is something a decision maker has to take into account. But let's see how we can change the, the situation when we um, 
increase our debt leverage to 80% as we did before. And remember, we, we in the optimistic scenario, we improved the equity yield from 11.5% to 50%. In this uh, pessimistic scenario, we stayed at 2%. So let's see what's happening now. So here we have our 15% in the traditional approach. Let's see what uh, the simulation tells us. And now here we, we have already a quite different picture. We increased our leverage, but uh, irrespective if it's optimistic or pessimistic scenario in our point of view, um, the market dynamic was incorporated based on the higher leverage. And what is quite interesting for us is that the chances of getting our in initial calculated uh, equity yield didn't improve. It got even worse, so, so we still have a 97% chance that we don't reach the, the equity yield of 50%. We have a 90% chance that we don't achieve the minimum equity yield. And the risk of loss is uh, even higher with 65%. And what is more important here, the risk of a bigger loss, in this case bigger than 10% of the equity invested is meanwhile uh, increasing from uh, 5%, which we had before, to now 20%. So also this is a benchmark. A decision maker has to take into account when things happen as they look like, can I bear this kind of losses? And uh, we can also put our own benchmarks in. Let's say I want to know what is the risk that I make a, a loss of more than 20% uh, of the equity invested and it's still 4%. But what really changed is the risk of a liquidity gap, which moved from a mere 52% to meanwhile 81%, which is clear because we have a high debt service, we have a higher repayment service, and the market dynamics itself didn't change. In other words, by increasing the leverage from 70 to 80%, we, on the one hand, didn't improve our expectations with respect to the equity yield, but what got Definitely worse is the, the risk of getting a liquidity gap increased significantly from 52% to 81%. Let's just see what's happening when we get more cautious and put down the leverage to 40%. Here in the traditional approach we had this 7.2% uh, equity yield expectation, uh, which is close to our requested minimum equity yield. And uh, the risk simulation uh, shows us that uh, no real improvement with respect to our expected yields, but there is an improvement of, uh, of the risk of a loss. So we decreased our uh, loss risk to 40% and the risk of heavy losses, which could be experienced by this investment, moved down to 0.4%, which is really low. What is also important here is to see that the risk of, of experiencing a liquidity gap based on a leverage of 40% is quite low, it's, it's close to 1%, so quite a, a sure thing I would say in terms of liquidity and uh, not so sure thing in terms of, of equity yield, but at least the outlook of a big loss which could be experienced by this project is, is quite minimized. I hope you got an impression uh, on what those advanced analytical tools can do and uh, how they simply put off uh, any, any kind of uh, personal expectations, subjective bias from, from any analytics. 
and how they are quite unimpressed by uh, optimistic or pessimistic scenario as they just take in what counts and this is uh, market developments, current market situations and, and uh, current market dynamics which is to be incorporated and the impact is immediately shown in, the, in those risk performance metrics which are decisive for, for any decision maker or which are necessary for any decision maker to have uh, in order to make uh, his or her decision in, in the market or to take a certain market position. What is also important to, to say is that this uh, it's not only the connection between uh, market and portfolio, any market breaks, any changing of market patterns are immediately taken over by the system and are immediately incorporated. So you have the latest update on any developments which could come up. Now this is quite important for a decision maker that uh, he gets uh, uh, his or her information in due time that the support by the risk management system doesn't end when uh, markets are changing or when times get rough in a crisis. Those systems still provide valuable information for the decision maker and it takes care that the decision maker can take uh, his or her market position in due time before any other competitor. And as mentioned before, this is just an example. We, we took uh, two risk parameters, which was equity yield and uh, liquidity gap for, for this example. The risk performance metrics can be, of course, expanded according to the wishes of, of, of a decision maker or, or the risk management team. The implementation and especially the use of those advanced analytical tools are quite easy as they are implemented in a special application. And uh, you as user and you as decision maker, you don't have to take care about how the market is running, uh, what could be the right approach, what could be the right expectation. Uh, this is all already implemented. The system takes care on itself and gives you scenarios which are backed up by certain probabilities. So whatever scenario you're talking about, you also know how probable it is that those scenarios could materialize. And I guess um, with this simple example it, it gets quite clear where the advantages are between a traditional risk management approach and uh, those uh, advanced predictive analytical methods. Thanks for listening, hope you enjoyed uh, and uh, see you next time.